0: Hey, how are you today? I thought today we would use our ears and listen to a podcast and specifically the way this one person talks about a TV show, how he groups his words together, and why does he make some words go up and some words go down. The more you can hear this while you're listening to someone speaking, and today we're talking about American English melody. So let's listen together. This was on the podcast Fresh Air Weekend with Terry Gross. It's from the National Public Radio, which is called NPR. And this is David Cooley. He's a TV critic. So he's not talking. He's really reading something that he wrote. And he's criticizing the new TV series that's coming out. It's called Dexter, New Blood. Before we get started, I'm going to let you listen to the first 49 seconds of this review.
1: To me, and to many fans of the original Showtime series, Dexter, that show had two endings. One brilliant, one terrible. The brilliant one was at the end of season four, when Dexter, played by Michael C. Hall, squared off against another serial killer hiding in plain sight. The Trinity Killer, played by John Lithgow. Lithgow won an Emmy for that season-long guest role, and no wonder. His character, like Dexter's, was unusually, unpredictably complicated, and as compelling as he was creepy. And that fourth season finale, as bloody as it was haunting, would have been a perfect ending to the series, inflicting Dexter's childhood trauma on a new generation.
0: Okay, let's go sentence by sentence. First, I'd like to say that I want you to listen to how words are grouped together. It's not just speaking in sentences, but we actually link words together in short little phrases. So let's listen to the first sentence.
1: To me, and to many fans of the original Showtime series, Dexter, that show had two endings.
0: There are three groupings here. To me, pause, and to many of the fans of the original Showtime series, Dexter, pause, that show had two endings. Now that you know where the pauses are, can you hear which words are being stressed? Which words can you hear rise above all the other words, maybe in his pitch or maybe he's a little bit louder. Listen. To me. It's in the word me. Listen for the word many.
1: And to many fans of the original Showtime series, Dexter.
0: Now listen to the word show and endings.
1: That show had two endings.
0: In the next sentence, I want you to learn something that I like to call this or that. Sometimes when we're talking, we're talking about one thing, And then another. And when we do that, we tend to make our voice rise and then fall. Listen for this in the next sentence.
1: One brilliant, one terrible.
0: He's rising up with brilliant and going down with terrible. Now he's going to tell you about the first one, the one that he was going up on, the brilliant one.
1: The brilliant one was at the end of season four.
0: Here he's saying brilliant, and you notice you don't really hear the T at the end because we tend to hold a lot of T sounds at the ends of words. Brilliant means very clever or very talented. He stresses the word brilliant and tells you that the brilliant ending was at the end of season four.
1: When Dexter, played by Michael C. Hall...
0: When Dexter... pause played by Michael C. Hall, pause. Hear the stress in Dexter and Hall?
1: When Dexter, played by Michael C. Hall, squared off against another serial killer hiding in plain sight.
0: To square off is to take the attitude of a person about to fight. In this review, he says squared off against another serial killer. So the two... We're going to fight each other. When you have two words together like this, it's difficult to know which one to stress. In this case, we're stressing the word off, square off. Another expression, hiding in plain sight, means that you're not noticeable even though you're in a very noticeable area. It's almost like no one can see you because you're in a very public or obvious area. Because it's a saying, he groups all the words together, hiding in plain sight. Listen to this sentence again, square off and hiding in plain sight. Listen to the words off and sight. They're being stressed.
1: Squared off against another serial killer hiding in plain sight.
0: I hear him stressing another also. Do you?
1: Squared off against another serial killer hiding in plain sight.
0: Listen for the pauses. He's going to say the Trinity Killer played by John Lithgow. But he says it much faster.
1: The Trinity Killer played by John Lithgow.
0: Try to listen to the next sentence yourself, and which words is he stressing right before he pauses?
1: Lithgow won an Emmy for that season-long guest role.
0: Did you say Lithgow, Emmy, guest role?
1: Lithgow won an Emmy for that season-long guest role.
0: Next, I want you to listen to something that we do when we have a listing of a few different things. For example, if I were listening to you that I'm going to the store and I'm getting eggs and bacon and bread, I go up, up, and down. Listen for this melody in his next sentence.
1: And no wonder, his character, like Dexter's, was unusually, unpredictably complicated.
0: It's subtle, but there it was with unusually, predictably, complicated. This last sentence is really long, so I want you to try to decide where the pauses are. Again, remember, pauses are really quick. What we're talking about is he's grouping words together. That's what we're hearing. So listen to it first, and then we're going to hear it a second time, and I'm going to tell you where the pauses are. Let's see if you were correct.
1: And that fourth season finale, as bloody as it was haunting, would have been a perfect ending to the series, inflicting Dexter's childhood trauma on a new generation. And that fourth season finale, pause. as bloody as it was haunting, pause. would have been a perfect ending to the series, pause. inflicting Dexter's childhood trauma pause. on a new generation.
0: And of course, there's a pause at the end of the sentence. I'd also like to say something about the word finale. He says at the end of that, and the fourth season finale, finale is a word that's used meaning the last part of a performance, particularly a performance that's very exciting or dramatic. It's a little bit different than using the word final or finally. There are multiple meanings to the word finally, but one of them is that you're just talking about the last in a series of related events. And finale is like a huge, dramatic, exciting ending. Often it's used when describing musical symphonies. Finale is spelled F-I-N-A-L-E. And we're stressing the second syllable, finale. And finally is spelled F-I-N-A-L-L-Y. And we're stressing the first syllable, finally. So listen to the difference. Finally, finale. I'm not sure, but I'm going to try to have a finale for this podcast. So, I want you to know that we are done. I hope your ears have tuned in and you can actually start to hear these grouping of words. You can hear how some words are stressed and you can hear some this or that. The intonation, the up and down of our voice. And then you probably learned something with some phrasal verbs, some new idioms or sayings, and the difference between finale and final. And that is my final word. Hey, I'll talk to you next week. This was Pronouncing English with Pam. You can find me at my business, proaccentcoaching.com. Also, I have a Facebook page with that name, or you can just contact me. There's a contact form on my website, I'd love to hear from you. And if you would like some private tutoring, I'm here for you. Talk to you next week. Bye for now.